Welcome to My Take on It with Your Angelic Karma. If you are interested in sharing your story in a future broadcast, send an email to yourangelicstories at gmail.com. Here she is, folks, your host, the one, the only, the also beautiful, Your Angelic Karma. Angelic Karma. We are live once again. A beautiful Saturday morning. It is February 12th. Those of you that want to join in with me on the chat, you are most definitely welcome to do so. Though I will be moving between multiple screens. We have a lot of information to cover this morning. The Great Awakening. And I'm going to so sit back, relax, get your coffee, get your tea, sit back, relax. It's going to be a, a very mind expanding ride here. And this is those of you that have been with me for a while, six years now, it could be seven that I've been public, especially when I was doing the old work, which is how you all would have found me. Some of you could be new. It would be where I talked about, I made a podcast. This had to be a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. I was talking about simulated realities like that. And because in the community, we would talk about a lot of people with different perspectives. When you come across a person that says that they're spiritual, that doesn't tell you much. Now, and being spiritual is different than being religious. I made podcasts on that in the past. Also, spiritual people, they believe in a lot. It's kind it, it's similar to religion because religion has a lot of different denominations. When somebody says they're spiritual, they could believe it. It could be, it could be different, you know, but it's very eye opening and it's very intriguing. And I've come across back then when I was heavily into the work, I would come across people that would say life is but an illusion. Life is an illusion. And, and I never really thought of life being an illusion because is it, I was be like, you know, if life is an illusion, that means that we are all delusional, but, but, but I do, but I did make a podcast on simulated reality now. And we're going to look at what simulated reality is. And, and I will feel that, and I could be completely wrong. I, I, I get a lot of my information from, even though I'm spiritual, I lean more towards scientific and practical with this type of work. I lean more towards scientific and practical. Even when I was doing the work, I was more with the, I would always take, I would always state that my mission is that my message is that of souls go to evolution and, and autonomy. I am my own authority. That was what my message was when I was doing the work. I don't do the work anymore, but I'm still around for some reason. Now, and I don't know what that reason is. Maybe it'll become clear to me in the future. Maybe it won't, but that's not what the point is. Now, here's what simulated reality is. Simulated reality is the hypothesis that reality could be simulated, for example, by quantum computer simulation to a degree indistinguishable from true quotation marks reality. It could contain conscious minds that may or may not know that they are, that they live inside a simulation. And I made a podcast about that. Now, a simulation is the imitation of the operation of a real world process or system over time. Simulations require the use of models. The model represents the key characteristics or behaviors of the selected system or process, whereas the simulation represents the 
ovulation of the model over time. This is scientific. Now, and then we could compare that to virtual realities and those types of things. Now, is and then we have people that state that life is an illusion. Now, and it could be, why? my question is this, especially people that are scientific or people that study this, why can't it be a, a, a mixture of all three? Virtual reality, simulated reality, and illusion. Or if it's simulated, which is confirmed that life is simulated, scientists have confirmed that life is simulated. If, if it's simulated, would it be it automatically be partially virtual, partially um, illusion? And what happens is that it depends on the people quotation marks, energy, which would be energies, where they are reality, simulate reality like that. And, and, and those energies, people quotation marks, dividing themselves amongst humanity quotation marks like that and creating a society. Y'all understand what I'm saying or you follow me? Now, so, and, 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 and as much as, and how we engage within this system created, because virtual reality is, is created by the universe, so that would mean that the universe is bouncing off of itself. Okay, now, a lot more to it than that, but that would be the gist of it. And, and the perception is of what is bouncing off of and projecting and then creating depends on the energy it bounces off of and how the energy reactionary responds to what it is therefore seeing. Are multiple people under the same delusion? Can people share in delusions? I guess they would, and they would navigate towards one another. That's why we had 11th house of society and groups and like-minded people. That's the 11th house of Aquarius. Now, and then everybody else that's outside of their, everybody else or anyone else that would be outside of that group's um, delusion as it relates to dissimulation, which is life, quotation marks, would have to pretend to be that and in that and see it like that, okay, and join in that, but can't join completely, or what? Have most humans been conditioned to go alone not to get alone, but to go alone in order for other people to be comfortable in how they view reality and how they interact or respond to what they perceive as being real. A simulated reality means that everything you're experiencing is only as real as you feel it to be. It will be completely real for you, but that doesn't mean that it's real. That's a simulated reality. Now, spiritually, I will state that with my state, when I used to do the work, and those of you that have listened to me will hear me state that we carry an energy within us, each human quotation marks, souls having human experiences. Soul would be the energy. 
A soul is just energy. Now, and we project outward. That's what I would state, and it creates the experience. That's similar to what scientists state about simulated reality, but the simulation will be coming from the universe itself. With my spiritual, my and all no two spiritual people are, people are alike. That's the good thing about it. We all come with a different piece to the puzzle or a different um, viewpoint. With my spiritual, it would be you, the human individual, projecting and creating the reality. With science, the simulated reality, which they confirm is true, it would be the universe itself projecting, bouncing, mirroring, and creating like that. Now, so the great awakening that we always talk about in the spiritual community is spiritual, spiritual, I'm not going to say spiritual community, spiritual is closer to science than it is to religion. Now, it doesn't mean that spiritual doesn't believe in a higher power. A lot of spiritual people believe in God. They read the Bible and all those types of things. They're spiritual, but they're not religious. And then we have some that do not. They'll believe, believe in the universe, and they'll believe parts, in, in, but in a, in a higher power, which would be the universe, all that is. Now, it's closer to um, science because we, in the spiritual community, just like science states that we don't know everything. It's an ongoing discovery. Like that. Now, whereas religious states is is word that God created like that. We, well, I believe that the universe created. Now, but I also believe that not in the way that we think. That not in the way that we think. Because I also believe in parallel universes, multiverses, things like that which has been scientifically proven, but I have a spiritual way of seeing that also. Now, so we're going to talk about, and this is, you all could go, I'm going to tell you all where I'm getting my sor- my sources, Scientific American, you could go over there, and you could subscribe like that. I look at a lot of different ones. Now, and it states, just like I used to be a part of the, the the atheist platforms before I started doing this work, I would frequent those platforms. I call it atheist platforms. It could it didn't have to be an atheist platform. I forgot the name of the platform, but atheists would dare. But you had religious people dare, and then you had spiritual people, spiritual people with different theories. I, it's all just like scientists are humble enough to say that these are theories and, until they prove it. To be fat, quotation marks. Okay, with spirituality, we know to say that it's a viewpoint. It's a theory like that. But our experiences and how we interact with the universe, the message we receive, the energy we receive, the cycles and the synchronicities we receive, that's our fat, quotation marks. So we don't rule out science because it helps us now with this type of work, they do this type of work in depth. And we don't rule out religion either. We can't be like religious people say it's the absolute in the Bible and that's it because it limits us with other answers. You know, it, it limits us. So we, those of us that truly do this work, we can't do that. Now, so we're going to look at it and we have it from Scientific American 
And we're going to go slow this morning, so sit back, relax. Beautiful Saturday morning, even though it's a little bit cloudy. I'm thinking it's cold outside. I don't know. I haven't stepped out there, but I did turn on the fireplace this morning when I woke up. So we're going to go. So it's a beautiful day for me. In the name of it, Scientific American. Now, let me, I'm going to, a message just came to me. And is that never close your mind and look at anything as an absolute truth. That's how, and, and it's good. Don't do that. Even scientists that are religious, they, they believe in the science and they believe in religion. Never be a closed-minded person because it means that it, you, you're becoming rigid and no new information, new information will bounce off you before you investigate it. And some people feel that that means that they're giving up on another belief system. It doesn't mean that. It means you're expanding. You're getting more pieces of the puzzle. You're getting the bigger picture. Like that. Because nobody, scientific or religious or spiritual, can state that they know for a fact why we are here, how we got here, and what here is. Like that. Now, scientists do it a lot. Like they say that they've confirmed things through investigation. Okay. It was a theory at first. A theory is an idea that was investigated. Okay. Now, but obviously when we look at science and we have to look close at things and they also, a lot of them also believe in God. Some of them are spiritual, believe in astrology. Astrology used to be a science. Astrology was one of the first science, sciences. And, and we've had, even when we go back in history, where the kings and queens of the earth will be, will be contacted, and their right-hand people will be astrologers, tarot readers, seers, shamans, like that. Now, so... When religion became organized and I'm off the subject and, and the religious people, like they were willing to fight, you know, for you to just believe in, and kill for you to just believe in what they were stating. So if you were doing astrology or tarot or saying that you were picking up messages from the universe, that would put your life in danger. Now, <laughs> so I get, so we're happy. We're glad that the scientists aren't like, okay. Because, you know, science kind of rules now. We're happy that they're not like, we're going on a witch hunt. You know, they're a little bit more um, open-minded and like, okay. Because even they believe in a multitude of things. They'll be scientists and they'll still say that they believe in God and Jesus. They'll be scientists. They'll still say they believe in astrology and tell me they could be doing tarot. Like that. So they're a little bit more, they're a little bit more, um... <laughs> They don't want to kill us like that. Okay. Now, so now <laughs> they don't want to kill us. Okay. So now, so we have is a, a scientific American and this is their, in his technology confirmed. It states we live in a simulation. April 1st, 2021 is when this was published. And we're going to read it. And I made a, 
podcast on simulated reality. I think it was two years ago. It may have been three. Those of you with the work, sometimes I'll put it up on the YouTube channel and then it'll be removed, but it's always on the podcast. A lot of the work, you can go back through it. If any of it have been deleted from the podcast, I still have the work. Like that, people always email with me wanting old work, uh, asking where's the work, why was the work moved from there or there. If you have something and you know the real title of the work, tell me like that. And I could give you that video, that podcast. You can't say, I won't remember it though, so you'll have to know the real title. Uh, give me enough information on what I was speaking about, then I'll get it. But I made it on simulated reality. I think a, I think it was, it, it may have been, if we put a strategy into it, when Saturn first went into Aquarius, or it may have been before that, like that. But it wasn't last year, it was before that. This was published in 2021, April. So it's kind of recent. There could be more recent information from the from Scientific American or from any other side platform. They also do podcasts here. I've never listened to their podcast. It's space and physics, environment, mind and brain, health, opinion, the coronavirus, all of that. And this is on Scientific American. Now, and we are in a great awakening. So now, but let me, before we get into this, what, what I don't like is that how we have to partake in other people's delusions about life, even though if we look at real quotation marks, and even if we look at philosophers and they would be re reality, okay, real life, and it would be about, it's real to them, so it's real. And us having to partake in what is real for them, even though we know that it is not real. Science, science would even say that it is not life the way you are experiencing it is not real, but is real to you, and you have a reactionary response to it. That's a lot. That's a huge pill to swallow for a lot of people. Cause because. Usually what people have the, the most, the, the deepest reactionary response that they would have is fear, okay, of what the experience is. It would be, the, and then they engage with the experience and it becomes very real to them. Like that. Even sadness, it becomes very real. They don't understand that, okay, They've been, they, when they talk about, we talked about conditioning a lot when I was doing the work and I would always in the spiritual community talk against conditioning because in the spiritual community, quotation marks, they would say that the society has been conditioned into a mindset like that. Now, and now that's ringing true because I'm, I'm going through my awakening also. That, but different in the way that they were speaking about conditioning. I think that society has been conditioned into a way of interacting with what they perceive as real experiences. And then they have a reactionary response to those unreal experiences that seem very real. And they've been conditioned to, when this happens, you behave like that. When that happens, you behave like that. And society has been conditioned to have this same reactionary response 
to the unreal. Because if it's if it's real to them, it's it's real, but that doesn't really make it real. That's what science states as with the simulated reality. And then the rest of us, we have to go along with that and understand where they're coming from. Okay. Now, and then if we talk about energies, people are just energy. You're just energy. You're a soul. You're just energy. Now, so we would have to ask ourselves or investigate why people, well, they would have been conditioned and not broken free from those conditionings of reactionary response regarding what is happening around them. Simulated, not real, not true. Reality. Dream state, dream consciousness. Research dreams, reality, science, what they've discovered. Now, not your dreams when you're sleeping. Dream as it relates to you when you're, you think you're awake. Existence. This is going to be too much for people to cap that. Now, because I'm going to even add this to it. I told you all this was going to be long here. Because even if we look at things spiritually, and we look at universal power, universal power, not human earthly power, now, when, when people catch on or the people that have caught on it, this is a simulated reality, virtual reality, illusion, and can align themselves with certain universal energies, does that create in the, in the people, because we do have anom anomalies, where people can have super, super human quotation marks, powers, or, and I'm talking about energetic and things like that. What does science say about that? I guess these are things that we're going to be discovering also. Existence. Research existence in science. I've made podcasts about this years ago also. It, it, science and existence, it goes deep. There is no existence. Even when where, where we can even say that one person... You're the, everything is, for example, and we, you, I'm, I'm, what I'm stating is backed up by science. Now, and it also coincides with us, people that are spiritual that have, even the people that follow me that are spiritual, they don't believe exactly like me. They have other pieces that I have not considered or they're learning from me. Now is, even when we look at, the energy of, and they know that I go from science, practical, science, spiritual combination. Okay, now, flexibility and thought, always open for more information, dissecting, researching, and see how it coincides with quotation experience. Now, and, and when we get into parallel universe, we're going to be in some deep stuff. Okay, now. And I'm going to put it with the scientific, what they state with parallel universe, multiverses, and combine it with spiritual, parallel universe, multiverses, 
and combine it with biblical, I could combine it with all three of them, parallel universe, multiverses. Because I'm going to tell you something about religion and science. Sometimes they're so close to about how earth, quotation marks, started, not the world itself, earth started, but if they get out of their own conditioning, especially religious people, of knowing the absolute truth, which no one never knows that, they'll see how close they are with science. Like that, okay. Very close. Even on the podcast when we started doing what, what were we doing with the podcast about, we, we, and I, we need to pick up on that, but a lot of things have come up for me here. Now that I'm taking care of, we started in January and we were talking about, and I stated we're going to be talking about this all year. We were talking about evolution and all sorts of things. Okay. We're going to do that also this year. And I stated it's going to take a long time. Okay, because that's like ongoing. If, if people get out of their egos, they can see how what they say it coincides with one another just slightly differently. And it, the difference would be so damn slight, it kind of makes me on the outside looking in wonder like that. Okay, they're, they're both right to a certain extent. Okay, now, so so let's move on. Now, the only thing about it is that if we look at Aquarius in 11th house, and that's where the sun is, and that's where Saturn is. In Aquarius societies, groups, cliques, now, it could be where people of the same belief system navigate with one another. If, and that is in itself conditioning, even though Aquarius is supposed to be about when you're free from condition, not really when you group up and click up and with like-minded people They've been conditioning it into their own belief. It's where, and, and they share, and, and guess why they group up? This, let me tell you something. These groups and cliques are formulated and orchestrated because those people, those energies, have the same reactionary response to this non-reality, simulated reality, virtual reality, illusion that we call life. That's why they click up. They're not like-minded. They're like energy-based, and they have the same reactionary response. There is no, and Aquarius was supposed to be about individuality and the one that thinks differently. No, the 11th house is cliques and groups and divisions of society and groups. And the division in society is based on the same reactionary response to the simulated virtual non-existence that we're in. Now, so that's what we are. Now, it would be and they share the same reactionary response. Now, and if you come at, and, and if an experience happens, two people, and they bring you in on that experience, and they feel this experience to be real and true and factual, and everybody shares in that virtual reality, simulated reality, even you to a certain extent, that this is real, true, and factual based on where these energies are, people, quotation marks. Now, 
But the reactionary response is different based on what you know about simulated reality, virtual reality, illusion, and being able to share in the, in the same delusion. Or what would life be? What is life? Well, science says it's a simulated reality. A virtual reality. An illusion. So obviously we, we, we would be delusional or being able to share other people's delusions. And people are experiencing this simulation in a very real way. It, I guess it would depend on the consciousness of the energy, energy meaning person, soul. Their state of consciousness. And what creates consciousness? What, what creates, this is a question I don't know, what creates consciousness? And, and consciousness, consciousness mean, being, meaning, from when I'm stating consciousness, what creates the reactionary response? What caused the reactionary response? And then people group together that share that same reactionary response when they have an experience. What creates that? I guess it would be the same thing that creates perspective. Consciousness and perspective have to go hand in hand. Reactionary response based on perspective. Reactionary response based on conscious awareness of what this is. And I guess what makes us human Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say what makes us human. That would be a completely different topic. That would be debatable what makes us human. Now, as it relates to how we interact with our experiences, with our environment. So even, 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 even if we look at, I'm going way off topic. I told you all this was going to be low. Even if we look at, and, and this is to scientists, okay, people that have studied science, even if we look at the way that my viewpoint is of the energy that the soul carries and it creating the reality that they experience, quotation marks, as opposed to science and the energy bouncing off the universe and creating the reality. Now, simulate it. Okay. Wouldn't it be where... Well, that wouldn't be that way. Well, wouldn't it be where it would depend on the consciousness of the energy person, human, that is their state of consciousness, their perspective, their scope of perception, and them creating their reality environment also in the reactionary response that they have with it to it or is that not the way that it is the energy coming from the person and creating the simulation reality life or it would be the universe the way science says projecting 
and then the reality life created orchestrated around that or do they work in twofold that's more if that's more to investigate now but what we do know we're going to get back to this scientific american confirmed we live in a simulation april 1st 2021 ever since the philosopher nick Bostrom proposed in the philosophical quarterly that the universe and everything in it might be a simulation there has been intense public speculation and debate about the nature of reality such public intellectuals as Tesla leader and prolific Twitter gadley, gaffley, Elon Musk have opinion about the statistical inavailability of our world being little more than cascading green code. Recent papers have bid on, built on the original hypothesis to further refine the statistical bounds of the hypothesis, arguing that the chance that we live in a simulation may be 50-50. That's a high chance. Also, my question is, especially the science people that study this, okay, e even with people that have stated, if you do your research, that they feel that they're the only true person and that everybody around them is not real and that life is orchestrated around them and the experiences are wouldn't that coincide more with me stating that the energy comes from within energy human and is projected out and the reality is created. And then if we add that to the spiritual, it will be for the experience of healing, cleansing karmas like that. And the consciousness, the conscious awareness, the evolution of the soul energy will determine how they reactionary respond to what is happening to them understanding and realizing it is a simulation it is a virtual reality is an it's an illusion for their own soul's growth and evolution now add that in there it could that be why or people that state that and this is from research i've come across people that state this that and they, they are on the grand stage of this and then we have other people that state that life itself is the dream and then you wake up simulation virtual illusion delusion but then even with that as i state the thing about it is that what what caused the reactionary responses when you deal with or have to be involved with groups of people that are at a different consciousness state of conscious energy human quotation marks and how they perceive reality and it being real to them and their reactionary response to what is happening around them that is simulated virtual illusion, the way scientists have proven it to be. And they have been conditioned into something else and they have a real world reactionary response. They have conditioned in the belief of something else about what life is. They've been conditioned into that. And they have a real world, world, they have a real world quotation mark reactionary response to what is happening around them. And they group themselves into groups like that. And that's their conditioning. Do you all understand where I'm coming from? Now, the claims have been afforded some credits by repetition by luminaries no less esteemed than Neil deGrasse Tyson, the director of Hayden Planetarium and America's favorite science popularizer. Yet there have been skeptics, 
Physicist Frank Wilskett has argued that there's too much wasted complexity in our universe for it to be simulated. Building complexity requires energy and time. Yet yeah, the complexity, and, and, and the complexity goes back to what I was stating that with my viewpoint is that each human carries the energy within them. Energy, human, soul. Even when scientists were trying to de decide or, de or, or investigate if the soul really existed. Energy, en scientists believe in energy. Energy, human, soul is energy. Now, it would be where... It, the complexity would be, so I understand this argument. Okay, against simulation because of the complexity. So wouldn't it be more so that the energy, soul energy, was projected out onto the universe and creating the experience, and that would be complexity because of the 8 billion people that we have on it, so that does make it complex. Because different experiences, different reactionary response to what is being simulated, virtual not real quotation marks, but very real for the person that is experiencing it. Unless they, they, unless they've reached a higher state of consciousness to understand what we are all in, which is which is the great awakening. The, the non-complexity, and yeah, the complexity will be to each human and their different experiences. Okay, that's the complexity. The other way of the universe projecting onto the human quotation marks, which is energy soul. It would be the complexity would be making the complex experiences for each individual. So that's where the complexity comes in. If you look at it both ways. Now, building complexity requires energy and time. Exactly. And in that energy and time could have constructed how old is the universe itself? How intelligent is the universe itself? It may not be as complex or time required as one thinks if the universe itself is of a, can create, you know, uh, it created itself within itself. It, it may be complex and time requiring based on where we are as humans, quotation marks, energies, quotation marks, in our state of consciousness, in us, in how we perceive time. And that's where higher power that goes above and beyond a God in the Bible comes in, but higher power that goes more in alignment with universe itself and creation and that type of higher power. It will, it will make, even if we look biblical, God greater than the Bible states he was, it was, it was. And the Bible making it people oriented like that, as opposed to energy oriented. Cause the life is more complex than Adam and Eve. Okay. Like that. Okay. Why would a conscious, intelligent designer of realities waste so many resources into making our world more complex than it needs to be? Remember, these are scientists. Well, it would go back to what I was thinking. And a lot of us in the spiritual community that believe in karmas, there could be a, and it, 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 it has to, it is where it opens scientists up and opens their mind up to, it, it wasn't earth creating itself by accident. Okay. It was earth, high power, universe, creating itself by design and with a higher purpose in mind is where you all science 
will have to have your awakening. Like that, these questions, because these are questions that they science one to the other. Where the argument is against simulated reality because it would cause it to be too complex. Well, that lets you know that it will be individualistic to the human that is having the virtual reality in their own virtual reality, simulated reality, um, illusion. That there's a purpose that there's a, the, the design was um, to start by looking at the fact that we already have computers running all kinds of simulations for lower level intelligences or algorithm. For easy visualizations, we can imagine these intelligences as a non-person, characters in any video game that we play, but in essence, any algorithm operating on any computing machine will qualify for our thought experiment. We don't need the intelligence to be conscious, and we don't need it to even be very complex, because the evidence we are looking for is experienced by all computer programs, simple or complex, running on all machines, slow or fast. So this what is stated is not as complex as the argument against simulated reality, the scientists that argue against that are stating. Because it's, it's already been done with computers. All computing hardware leaves an artifact of its existence within the world of the simulation it is running. This artifact is the processor speed. If for a moment we imagine that we are a software program running a, on a computing machine, the only inevitable artifact of the hardware supporting us within our world will be the processor speed. All other laws we would experience will be the laws of the simulation or the software we are a part of. If we were a sim or a Grand Theft Auto character, these would be the laws of the game. But anything we do will also be constrained by the processor speed no matter the laws of the game. No matter how complete the simulation is, the processor speed will intervene in the operations of the simulation. That's what I was stating that. So, so th that thought process here, what was explained there, is that the universe itself is the, what do you call it in a computer? It will be the, um, more so like the brain of the computer. And it will be projected out, out onto what, if, even if we look at scientists in the Big Bang Theory and how humans were created, we will obviously be connected to the universe. And so the universe would be the, the, the big brain and projecting out onto what it has created, human energy, and connected to us in that way. And the complexity that the other scientists were speaking of, it would be complex. The simulation theory is complex because it, it would it would create the 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 um, idea that that energy body brain universe itself grand designer was able and had the capacity to create different experience simulated reality virtual reality illusion for each person each participant like that now but. Scientists need to understand if you're looking at the universe itself, the way it created itself from itself, that isn't so complex. But, and it would take us back to the reason why. And that's what scientists have to include in it purpose in, in that the universe didn't just create itself from itself accidentally, that there was a purpose behind it. 
and a purpose behind the experience. Obviously, a purpose behind each reality people are lied to, a purpose behind each virtual illusion, a purpose behind each illusion, and a purpose behind the way that people have the reactionary response to dissimulation that they're in. Other energies connected to them, energies meaning soul, human, quotation marks, that take part in this to certain degrees when these people are having the experience and how they, their perception of the experience and their reactionary response to it. It evolves, this is perfect because it evolves scientists into reason for being, purpose for the universe creating itself from itself and us being connected to it energetic-wise. Now, my way, as I stated, was that the human was carrying the energy. Each individual human, soul, energy, quotation marks, projected out onto the universe, creating a reality. And different for each person, like that. When we make it human-human, more 3D-related, clicking off Aquarius groups that had the same reactionary response to experiences and grouping themselves all together due to that and calling that freedom. Now, it, <laughs> when they really clicked up because they had the same reactionary responses to the illusion that they're living, a delusion, a virtual reality, a simulated reality, like-minded, but not minded, like energy-based. Now, and being exclusive about entering into these groups if you don't have that same reactionary response, it's more human, 3D, human, more human-based, like that. Now, so, and we need to come out of that. Now is we will once we we when, once the awakening happens, and people see life quotation marks for what it is. Okay, that's when we're free. That's when we awaken. That's when we transcend. That's when this dream is over. Now, in computing systems, of course. This intervention of the processing speed into the role of the algorithm being executed happens even at the most fundamental level. Even at the most fundamental level of simple operations such as addition or subtraction, the processing speed dictates a physical reality onto the operation that is detached from the simulated reality of the operation itself. Exactly. Now, exactly. So this person is stating that the universe itself is the keeper of the individual experiences that people have, their reality. And it bounces off the universe itself onto us. In the, but, but we would have to also be, in the individual human soul energy, quotation marks, will also have to be bouncing off the, back onto the universe, mirroring, our reactionary response to what that the universe power is creating for us now as reality. We're bouncing out through our own energetic expression, reactionary response. But what's the, and it takes us back to what's the purpose? What's the reason? It awakens science into purpose, reason, for being and studying that. Now,
Here's a simple example. A 64-bit processor will perform a subtraction between, say, 7 billion and 6,347 million in the same amount of time as it would take to perform a subtraction between 2 and 1. Granted, all numbers are defined as this, the same variable type. In the simulated reality, 7 million is a very large number and 1 is a com comparatively very small number. In the physical world of the processor, the difference in scale between these two numbers is irrelevant. Both subtractions in our example constitute the operation and will take the same time. Here we can clearly now see the difference between a simulated or abstract world of program mathematics and a real or physical world of microprocessor operations. Within the abstract world of program mathematics, the processing speed of operations per second will be observed, felt, experienced, noted as an artifact of underlying physical computer machinery. This artifact will appear as an additional component of any operation that is unaffected by the operation in the simulated reality. Yeah, and that goes back to how we have to partake in how people are perceiving reality based on where they are in their state of consciousness in their reactionary response to what is happening to them, which is only a simulation, a virtual reality, an illusion. Okay. This artifact will appear as an additional component of any operation that is unaffected by the operation in the simulated reality. Excuse Exactly. Exactly. The value of this additional component of the operation would simply be defined as the time taken to perform one operation on variables of the maximum limit that is the memory container size for the variable. So in one eighth bit computer, for instance, to over oversimplify, this would be 256. The value of this additional component would be the same for all numbers up to the maximum limit. The additional hardware component would thus be irrelevant for any operations within the simulated reality except when it is discovered as the maximum container size. The observer within the simulation has no frame for quantifying the processor speed except when it presents itself as an upper limit. Now, you, okay, if we live in a simulation, then our universe should also have such an artifact. Exactly. We can now begin to articulate some properties of this artifact that would help us in our search for such an artifact in our universe. The artifact is as an additional component of every operation that is unaffected by the magnitude of the variable being operated upon and is irrelevant within the simulated reality until a maximum variable size is observed. The artifact presents itself in the simulated world as an upper limit. The artifact cannot be explained by underlying mechanisms mechanistic laws of the simulated universe. It has to be accepted as an assumption or given within the operating laws of the simulated universe. Exactly. Exactly. Especially with accepted as an assumption or given quotation marks within the operating laws of the simulated universe. The effect of the artifact or the anomaly is absolute. No exceptions. Now that we have some defining features of the artifact, of course, it becomes clear that the artifact manifests itself as within our universe. The artifact is manifested as the speed of light. Space to our universe, space is to our universe what numbers are to the simulated reality in any computer. 
Matter moving through space can simply be seen as operations happening on the variable space. If matter is moving at, say, 1,000 miles per second, then 1,000 miles worth of space is being transformed by a function or operated upon every second. If there was some hardware running, the simulation called space quotation marks, of which matter, energy, you, me, everything is a part, then one telltale sign of the artifact of the hardware within the simulated reality space quotation mark would be the maximum limit on the container size for space on which one operation could be performed, such as limit would appear in our universe as a maximum speed. So that there goes back to, okay, it, science is going to have to go towards purpose and reason because that describes the universe projecting itself onto the universe, uh, the universe projecting itself and connected to because the human soul coming from it and projecting itself onto the human soul and creating the virtual reality. The simulated reality. Purpose. What's the reason? It, it can't be by accident because of the intelligence of the humans. Don't limit it. Why were the humans created with intelligence? A certain amount of intelligence or a certain amount of awareness. And wouldn't the human soul energy, quotation mark, have to project itself back onto the universe? Wouldn't they have to bounce off one another to continue the simulation, to continue the, the virtual reality, to continue the illusion, to and continue the story, to continue life, quotation marks? This maximum speed is the speed of light. We don't know what hardware is running the simulation of our universe or what properties it has. So they're saying that they don't know the, the brain of what is running the universe itself or what properties it has. They don't know the grand designer. But they know that there's a higher power, a power source. So, and... and, and and they need to look more into the reason, purpose for existence. And they will start to. Science will. And it will become more spiritual than religious. Because religious, it, it, is, it has to be Adam and Eve. And that's, it's, like, it's too limiting. It doesn't allow for expansion. It, it excludes things before it even takes it into consideration. So I think scientists will align itself more with the... Purpose, reason, for the experience, for the soul having experience. And is it that once the soul has the experience, it, it, it projects itself onto the universe, it, it, is a power source also that keeps that for the universe.
Because if if the if virtual illusion, simulated reality, illusion, life being dream, and real for the energy soul that is having it, would it in the energy coming from the universe itself, because we came from it, it didn't come from us, would it it therefore become that we we are fueling it with energy through our experiences in the reactionary response that we have to it? To the experiences. But what's the purpose? The maximum speed of the maximum speed is the speed of light. We don't know that hardware is running the simulation of our universe or what properties it has, but one thing we can say now is that memory container size for the variable space will be about 300,000 kilometers if the processor performed one operation per second. This helps us arrive at the interesting observation about the nature of space in our universe. If we are in a simulation as it, as it appears, then space is an abstract property written in code. Exactly. That there's a grand design. I think through their theories and investigation, they're going to get more interconnected with spiritual than religion first. Because with spiritual, we allow for a lot of different theories like that. Okay, now, yeah, that 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 sentence. If we are assimilation, if we are assimilation, meaning that this is assimilated reality, as it appears, then space is abstract, is an abstract property written in code. That means that there's a great design. Okay, purpose. Scientists are gonna have to start looking at well, what's the purpose? And it's not gonna be a religious purpose of of um, what do they call it? Worshiping God this is a greater purpose regarding the individual and how we bounce back onto the energy, onto the universe, the great designer, and fuel it. In continuum, it is not real. It is an analog to the numbers seven million and one in our example, just different aspect representations on the same size memory block. That aligns, that sentence aligns to why humans are having different experiences, simulated realities, virtual realities, illusions. Up, down, forward, backwards, 10 miles, a million miles, these are just symbols. The speed of anything moving through space and therefore changing space or performing an operation on space represents the extended of extent of causal impact of any operation on the variable space. That's what I was just stating. That we're bouncing, the universe bouncing experience, we're bouncing onto it. The experience is created. Universe, which is where we come come from, fueling us, us fueling it. We're, we're, we're impacting the great designer. We are impacting it through the simulated reality energy, soul energy, creator energy source. We're impacting it through our experiences. It is impacting us. It takes us back to purpose, reason. This causal impact cannot extend beyond 300 kilometers, kilometers, given the universe computer performs one operation per second.
Now, we can see now that the speed of light meets all of the criteria of a hardware artifact identified in our observation of our own computer bills. Religion is third dimensional based when it's a religion alone. It's third dimensional reality, 3D consciousness when it's by itself. Science is When it's science by itself, well, science uses it side by itself. You have so many scientists that believe in a muscular thing. You, you would have to. Okay, great awakening. Now, it will be where elevated, evolved state of consciousness, taking in information still. Spiritual people believe in a multitude of things. Now, so, it would be where we can now see the speed of light meets all the criteria of a hardware artifact identified in our observation of our own computer bills. It remains the same irrespective of observer simulated speed. It is observed as a maximum limit. It is unexplainable by the physics of the universe, and it is absolute. It is unexplainable. The speed of light is a hardware artifact showing we live in a simulated universe. It, the speed of light by itself does conclude that. Now, is, and, it, and, and it's going to have to take the scientists back to purpose, reason. What's the reason? What's the purpose? Because that would mean that we're the few energy source that's, that's we're the energy source, human soul, that is fueling the universe, creator, designer itself. But why? What's the purpose? What's the reason for being? And that's where, when it takes science, scientists more into the spiritual. But this is not the only indication that we live in assimilation. Perhaps the most pertinent indication has been hiding right in front of our eyes or rather behind them. To understand what this critical indication is, we need to go back to our empirical study of simulations we know of. Imagine a character in a role-playing game, RPG, role-playing game, say a sim or the player character in Grand Theft Auto. The algorithm that represents the character and the algorithm that represents the game environment in which the character operates are intertwined in many levels. But even if we assume that the character and the environment are separate, the character does not need a visual projection of his point of view in order to interact with the environment. Yeah, that's what I was stating that if, 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 if when people are in their simulation, their virtual reality, their illusion, life, quotation marks, and we have, and they have that reactionary response to what they perceive as real. And then you have to interact with that where they are in their perception and society having 11th house Aquarius groups, associations clicking up based on that perception, that simulated reality and that same reactionary response to it. Condition 
into believing what they are experiencing is real or believing that and that this is a reaction that's supposed to goes with it and it, it, orchestration. Okay, now. Okay, so I was thinking about something. The algorithms take into account some of the environmental variables and some of the characters' state variables to project and determine the behavior of both environmental and the character. So this scientist is stating that so the the, the human soul in their environment and experiences, they these algorithms take into account the environmental variables and some of the character is soul experience their characteristics to what is happening in their environment and how they correspond to that. And that determines the behavior of their environment that they're in and the character, the person, human soul that is having the experience, their life, quotation marks. Exactly. The visual projection of what we see on the screen is for our benefit. And how the, the projection is how the character, soul, person, human, quotation mark interacts with what they are seeing in their projection and how they see it, their reaction response to it, like that. Okay. Now, that's for all of us. Sim this simulated reality. Now, the visual projection, meaning how we, what we see, experience as life around us, or what we see on the screen is for our benefit. It is a subjective projection of some of the variables within the program so that we can experience the sensation of being in the game, so that we can experience being alive. Oh, quotation marks, but it's a simulated reality. So this scientist is saying your reality, what's around you and the experience that you have, is created by the power source universe, great designer, and how you react to it is what causes you to feel that you're human. Or how you, it caused you to feel that you're a part of life, but really this is a simulated reality. Now, what if we get other game players, other humans, souls, energy bodies, and they partake in somebody else's perception in the virtual reality that they live in and how they reaction, reaction they respond to what is happening that they take as real. But this is a simulated reality we're, we're all in. And we have to interact within that based on where they are in their state of consciousness. The audio visual, not the hearing, is what they're talking about. They already talked about, this scientist already talked about the visual, now we're going to talk about the hearing. The audio visual projection of the game is an integrated subjective interface for the benefit of us, essentially someone controlling the simulation. Well, meaning that there is a great designer, the universe itself. And that's why we see in here, the integrated subjective interface has no other reason to exist except to serve us. That, that's what I was stating. What's the purpose? A similar thought experiment can be run with movies. Movies often go into the point of view of characters and try to show us things from their perspective. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. When we interact with people that through their virtual reality, what they call real life, and 
they have their reactionary response to it, and we have to take part in how their reactionary response and where they are in their state of consciousness and how they perceive life as being, experience life. We, so we're seeing life through their perspective. Whether or not a particular movie scene does that or not, what's projected on the screen and the speakers, the integrated experience of the film has no purpose for the characters in the film. It is entirely for our benefit. So when they are having an experience that everybody can be shared in, the, the perspective, we are seeing how they interact with this life, which is not real and how they are perceiving and responding to what is happening there, their reactionary response to it. And could they, it's real for them. And we see the perspective of where they are in their consciousness. But, but you state that the integrated experience of the film has no purpose for the characters in the film. So it has no purpose for us. It is entirely for our benefit. I don't get that part. Whether or not a particular movie scene does that or not, a movie scene is an experience within the virtual reality. What's projected on the screen and the speakers, so how do people have the reactionary response to it and it's projected out onto the experience? How you react is projected out onto the experience. The energetic, because remember, you're just energy. The integrated experience of the film has no purpose for the characters in the film. So the experience has no purpose for the characters that are having a reactionary response to the experience. It is entirely for our benefit. Exactly. Now I get it. And, and, and how people reactionary respond to dissimilated reality is, is, is actually projecting onto the grand designer of it. And the experience is for our benefit. It depends on what your state of consciousness is and how you see it. And how you see, how you align with your quotation reality, which is simulated. Pretty much since the dawn of philosophy, we have been asking the question, why do we need consciousness? That's the question. What's the purpose? What's the reason? What purpose does it serve? They state. Pretty much since the dawn of philosophy, we have been asking the question, why do we need consciousness? What purpose does it serve? Well, the purpose is easy to ask, extrapolate, extrapolate once we could see the simulation hypothesis. Once we understand what life is, and so it will be very interesting when science goes into reason. Consciousness is an integrated combining five senses. Yeah, consciousness our reactionary response. Yeah. But what's the re what's the purpose? What's the reason for the existence of human, of energy, human experience, simulation, virtual illusion. Why? Consciousness is an integrated combining five senses. Subjective interface between the self and the rest of the universe. Exactly. 
The only reasonable explanation for its existence is that it is here to be an experience. So this scientist is stating that dissimulation, the reality consciousness, what we call life, the virtual illusion, reality consciousness, what we call life, the illusion, reality consciousness that we call life, is just here for us to have the experience. It's just experience. For here. The reason that we're here is the experience. That's its primary raison d'etre, they state. Parts of it may or may not provide any type of evolutionary advantage or other utility. That's why I disagree. I, I feel that because I'm spiritual, it's due to, it's for souls go to evolution. It's experience for souls go to evolution. It, so it, it, you can't conclude it there. That can't just be the end. It's just for us to have experience. Because it takes it back to soul, energy, us, why? What's the purpose of the experience? What's the reasons for the experience? Even though the experiences are not real, quotation marks. Simulate it. Is it real? That's his primary reason. Okay. Parts of it may or may not provide any kind of evolutionary advantage or other utility. I feel that it is an evolutionary advantage. The souls go through evolution. But the sum total of it, of it exists as an experience and hence must have the primary function of being an experience. An experience by itself as a whole is too... Is to energy, expansive, and information restricted to have evolved as an evolutionary advantage. The simplest explanation for the existence of an experience, Aquelia, is that it exists for the purpose of being an experience. So what this scientist is saying that the simulated reality we live in that we call life that isn't real, the, the design is just so that we can experience. Meaning that the power source, great designer, is us broken up into different energy bodies with different states of consciousness, human quotation marks. And the reason is just the experience. And what we're experiencing is not real. It's just assimilated reality. We ourselves are assimilated. We ourselves are not real. The universe experiences itself within itself. A multitude of experiences, a multitude of lives, a multitude of reactionary response, a multitude of consciousness. And none of it is real. Is one this is stating that there's one heart beating energy source. Designer. And that's it. Everything else, us, experiences. Or just nothing. Just it. That goes back to the, when I stated here, to the people that have the conscience that they feel that they're the only one and everything else is designed around them. They're awakened to that consciousness. 
because the, the, what is fueling designer, great designer, and projecting itself, creating us, experience energy sources in particles, multiple 8 billion people, a different experience. Okay. In it, it would have to have different states of consciousness re reacting to its, that have the reactionary response, some of those conscious knowing that this is simulated and not real and reacting in accordance to that, to what happens in their experiences. And then some of them being the lowest vibration and conditioned into their reactionary response to what is not real, which is life. Okay. And clicking up, I guess that because, because it, it even having the, 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 um, even having the, um, like the, that's why we say that subjective. Okay. And objective. Okay. Even having the, within it, great designer, having the, a consciousness within it could be multiple state consciousness that this one energy source carries. Even having within in it the a consciousness of power, conditioning, um, yeah. having a multitude of experiences. That's why I say we're projecting onto the, the creator, the great designer here. That's what I think. It's, it's experiencing. It's having the experience. Now, through us, which are particles of it. Now, so... So there is no life There's no 8 billion people. That's what this is stating. And they state that simulated reality has been proven. There is nothing in philosophy or science, no postulates, theories, or laws that will predict the emergence of this experience we call consciousness. Natural laws do not call for its existence. And it certainly does not seem to offer us any evolutionary advantages. There can only be two explanations for its existence. First is that there are evolutionary forces at work that we don't know of or haven't theorized yet that select for the emergence of the experience called consciousness. That's what I was stating. Purpose, reason. Could it be... And, and because this has been happening for so long, us, this us state of consciousness into human form, soul energy. Could it be? And the reason is to experience it, experience alone. So, could it be that? Well, the, the, the energy source, great designer, would would, would have a, would be experiencing everything. Now, 
and will have a soul conscious. A soul's growth of evolution conscious, a religious, con there will be a energy consciousness. The second is that experience is a function we serve, a product that we create and experience we generate as human beings. What do we create this product of? How do we who how do they receive the output of the quality generating algorithms that we are? We don't know, but one thing's for sure, we do create it. We know it exists. That's the only thing we can be certain about. And that we don't have a dominant theory to explain why we need it. The, the purpose. Okay, the purpose, the purpose, okay. So here we are generating this product called consciousness that we apparently don't have a use for that is an experience and hence must serve as an experience. The only logical next step is to surmise that this product serves someone else. It, it serves, this, it does serve someone else. It, it serves the great designer exclusively. Because we will be in if it will be us. If there is no eight being, there's only the one having a multitude of experiences and reactionary response to what it has simulated as a reality that is non-existent. So it serves something else, not someone else. Because if it was someone else, there would be someone in the room that is at the at the um controlling the computer and our experiences and we're just video characters not real in, in simulated reality also so it'll be a something else now one criticism that can be raised of this line of thinking is that unlike the RPG characters in say Grand Theft Auto we actually experience the quality ourselves if this is a product for someone else then why are we experiencing it that's what I said. It wouldn't be someone else. It would be something else, the great design itself. And, and in order for it to experience, it would be working through us, the ones having the experience. We have to be reflecting onto it. It has to be a working in unison. Well, the fact is that the characters in Grand Theft Auto also experience some part of the quality of their existence. The experience of the characters is very different from the experience of the player of the game. But between the empty character and the player, there's a great area where parts of the player and parts of the character combine to some type of consciousness. Exactly. Aligned to the consciousness, there's only one consciousness. If there's a simulated reality, there will be only one consciousness, one heartbeat, consciousness, I stated heartbeat, consciousness, one awareness, and that would be the great desire itself, the universe. And there's one, only one it, and all of us are just particles of it, having the experience and projecting it onto it. And it's experiencing everything. And then we're the reactionary response to the design. Characters playing roles. Reactionary response to what we perceive as being real, but it's really simulated. The players feel some of the disappointments and joys that are designed for the character to feel. Exactly. Reactionary response. That's what I'm speaking of. The reactionary response. Anger, sadness, joy, like that. To assimilate reality, something that isn't real. And everybody takes part in it. That of that specific state of consciousness. 
the character experiencing the consequences of the player's behavior. Exactly. This is a very rudimentary connection between the player and the character, but already with virtual reality devices, we are seeing the boundaries blur. When we are riding a roller coaster as a character in, say, an Oculus VR device, we feel the gravity, I mean, we feel being up in the air. So we were designed by, we were designed by a very an intelligence. And we even get to feel the, what we look at as very real feelings to reality simulated that isn't real to just experiences that aren't real, that are simulated, that are created in amount of manufacture. Where is that gravity coming from? It exists somewhere in the space between the character that is riding a roller coaster and our minds occupying the mind of the character. It can certainly be imagined that in the future, this in-between space will be wider. It is certainly possible that as we experience the world and generate qualia, we are experiencing some teeny tiny part of the qualia ourselves, while maybe a more information-rich version of the qualia is being projected to some other mind for whose benefit the experience of consciousness first came into existence. That's what I was stating. The other mind is the great designer. And we're projecting the experience, the reactionary response to these simulated realities onto it. So what's the purpose? What's the reason? And how do we deal with people that take experiences, simulated reality, life quotation marks, as real? And we have to be where they are in their consciousness. When we know life to be not what people think it is. So there you have it. The simplest explanation for the existence of consciousness is that it is an experience being created by our bodies, but not for us. So what this scientist is stating that the, the reality, life, you, is an experience being created by our bodies because the grand designer energy, us being a soul energy, us projecting onto it, having to be projected onto it, we're part of that creation because we're the one creator, designer, but it's not specifically for us. It's fueling it. It's fueling it. And we're particles of it. We come from it. We come from the universe. We're different states of consciousness, human, 8 billion, soul, conscious energy. So we're just one thing projecting out and projecting back onto itself as experience and having a reactionary response to what we call reality, which isn't, is virtual, is created, is simulated. This scientists say it's for the purpose of just to experience. I state it could be, it could be for a different purpose. It could be for a different reason. We acquire generating machines. So through our experiences, which is virtual reality, simulated reality, illusion, we're generating the choir and we're the mechanisms for that because we're energy. But we're doing it for the, the source, energy source, designer. Why? What's the purpose? Like characters in Grand Theft Auto, we exist to create integrated audiovisual outputs. So this scientist states we exist as particles of the real consciousness, source, great designer, 
to create integrated audiovisual outputs. But why? What's the purpose? Why do we become separated from the great designer in order to do that? What's the purpose? Also, as with Grand Theft, as with characters in Grand Theft Auto, our product mostly, most likely is for the benefit of someone experiencing our lives through us. It's not someone, something, the great designer, the energy source, the ultimate one, experiencing our experiencing life through us, but the life is simulated, is not real, it's artificial, it's virtual, it's illusion. So there's only one. There's only one, there is not eight billion. There's one designer energy source, and we are particles of it, consciousness of it, experiencing and projecting onto it. Now, some people are very tied up in this virtual illusion, simulated reality, simulated reality, virtual illusion, illusion that we call life. They're very tied up in, they're very 3D, they're very tied up in what happened. It's real for them. We are, we are, I guess we're all tied up in it, but our reactionary response to it is different depending on our level of consciousness when we separate it from the energy source designer in that level of consciousness of awareness. So how do we deal with people that are at the more of the 3D level of 3D state of consciousness of this grand stage that life quotation marks is being played upon that isn't? Okay. What are the implications of this monumental find? Well, first of all, we can't question Elon Musk again, ever. Secondly, we must not forget what the simulation hypothesis really is. It is the ultimate conspiracy theory. The mother of all conspiracy theories, the one that says that everything with the exception of nothing is fake and a conspiracy designed to fool our senses. All our worst fears about powerful forces at play controlling our lives, unbeknownst to us, have now come true. And yet this absolute powerlessness this perfect deceit offers us no way out in its revel. All we can do is come to terms with the reality of the simulation and make of it what we can. So, great awakening. Okay, everyone, we're going to talk about this more in the future, different scientific perspective, aligned with some spiritual perspectives also. And what the people on the road on the street that have studied this have also stated, sit with that for a bit, muddle around in your mind what you come up through your own investigatory work and, and sit with that until next time. Thanks for listening. That's my take on it. Bye.